the whole point of this. So bridging the gap between a tenant, right? And if you're a tenant and you're renting somewhere, you probably want to pay as little rent as possible, right? But that also might not be so bad for the landlord because if the rent is on the lower side, chances are the tenant's always going to pay the rent. So your risk becomes much lower. So we look at things like that and kind of bridge the gap between all the parties and put these deals together. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Michael Salafia. Michael, excited to have you on the show. And we're excited to be here. Yes, yeah, super excited about all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read about Michael so you can hear about some of those awesome things. Michael is the founder and managing partner of Stack Real Estate LLC a platform for a sale leaseback of single-tenant net lease retail assets located in Miami Beach. From retenanting to ground-up development, the platform generates some of the highest yields in the marketplace. With a strategic focus on maximizing investment value, Michael has deployed over $250 million and successfully raised more than $150 million in private equity in 2023 alone. And prior to launching Sachs Real Estate LLC, Michael distinguished himself as an award-winning member of Marcus and Milchap's National Retail Group, the largest commercial real estate brokerage, and National Net Lease Properties Group. And Michael's doing so many awesome things and was listening to an interview before we popped on this. And I think real estate might run through his veins, specifically commercial real estate, if I'm right. And he has loads of experience. And I think anytime you think of disruption and doing anything different, you think that you just jump in and flip over tables and, and throw things around. But Michael has so much kind of holistic knowledge. And I think that's what really arms him in this ability to innovate and be such a disruptive person in this industry. So Michael, Michael, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Gresh, yes. Thank you. And I, I love uh, speaking to the community and, and getting to connect with everyone. It's exciting to share some of the experience. It's been a wild year for commercial real estate investments, one of the most challenging markets in decades. So it, it's a lot of shakeups this year. It's been tough to make deals. Yeah, I can uh, definitely. And that's imagine. for everybody. Yeah. And I got in so many different industries and I, I appreciate you and getting the opportunity to pick your brain about what people are doing and how uh, to arm themselves, especially in this commercial real estate world. So I guess before we jumped into what you do and how you make such a huge and, and help and support for the, the market, can you take us a little bit more about what I call your story? We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Sure. So I'm a third generation commercial real estate owner operator. In fact, when I was first growing up, my parents and I lived in an apartment above one of our mixed use buildings that we owned and we operated some retail sites there as well. So it's always been very interesting. Now for me getting started in my career, when I was graduating from college, it was in the midst of a financial collapse and there was a large mortgage crisis. So it was a terrible time to get into commercial real estate and finance. So I actually pivoted into tech and did my master's degree in high-tech entrepreneurship. And that got me my background in tech startups and fundraising, starting with venture capital. So I've been through it all in the tech world from series A to series B rounds to exits. 
And eventually I moved to New York and started a consulting company. And just organically, I ended up working with a lot of commercial real estate investment firms, a lot of large REITs, brokerages and investment sales firms, as well as Moody's commercial real estate analytics. And having the opportunity to work so closely with the chief economists at Moody's gave me so much knowledge and perspective into the industry from a macro level. So I'm approaching this slightly differently than your average investor or your average broker would that experience. Nice. I appreciate that and appreciate how all that experience has helped set the foundation for you to build everything awesome that you're doing now. And Marion, it sounds like having a a great insight, of course, the commercial real estate part, but also I imagine that tech part probably helps you to to build the business that you have now in the organization and probably helps to make sure you break through that noise. Yeah, big time, big time. It really gives us a unique selling proposition, having such a deep technology background. So we do have a uh, proprietary algorithm and an AI model that helps us underwrite thousands of properties at scale. And this came from development, again, studying Moody's analytics and working and interviewing lots of commercial real estate investors, institutional real estate investment trusts, and understanding the exact mechanics that they look for when they acquire a property, what works long-term, what's successful. All of these case studies and data are out there, but aggregating it and then distilling it to a point where we have these triggers and data points that we can hit and compare to make more informed, actionable decisions more informed and actionable decisions that makes all of the difference yeah absolutely i think when you're able to and that's one of the beautiful parts around this technology is of course great to be able to just have it you know sitting there and collecting you know dust i guess you could say unless it's digital but you being able to aggregate that information and bring it together to start to make decisions it sounds like is, is one of the really big things that helps set people up for success and their organizations up for success if i'm right Yeah, absolutely. And it's very helpful because then we can keep a smaller, agile team and focus and not spend all of our focus on just administrating a team and hiring people in project management. We really get to dig in and be the best investment managers, be the best developers and really understand and create deals that generate above market returns. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, could you take me through a little bit more on like how it works? I know you talked a little bit around the secret sauce and what kind of sets the part and be able to have that convergence, for lack of a better term, of, of the technology and being able to use the proprietary software to be able to make those decisions. Is that, could you tell us a little bit more on like how you work and serve your clients? Yeah. So put yourself in the position of someone who invests in commercial real estate, right? Why would you make an investment, Gresh? To generate more revenue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's about your cash flow. You mm-hmm. want to be bringing in income because the key difference with commercial real estate versus other real estate is that commercial real estate is typically an income producing property. You're not buying it to hope that your home value appreciates over 20 years. That's not really the thought process or the core thought process here. More we're looking at as a landlord, how much money can I charge in rent? And how much will I be left over? What's my net operating income, my NOI at the end of the day, right? So now for me, for someone like myself, who's in the single tenant net lease space, that makes it a little bit less complicated because what's unique about single tenant net lease retail compared to any other asset class is that you're typically dealing with 
triple net lease properties with a tenant who's corporate, right? It's a brand that most of these are, are national brands or national tenants. And the properties, when they're assigned a triple net lease, that is basically describing the responsibilities that the landlord has versus the tenant has, right? So each net would be insurance, taking care of taxes, and taking care of maintenance, right? Those are the big three. With, the tr- with an absolute triple net lease property, as a landlord, you're free of any of those responsibilities. The tenant is responsible for anything, everything, rather. So the tenant's almost acting as your property management company, as well as being your tenant. Right. And it makes these assets very attractive. Typically, you'd, you'd acquire them with a long term lease in place, maybe 15, 20 years, and you can kick back and collect direct deposits over the term of that lease. Nice. I appreciate you breaking that down and even simplifying it. It's the whole point of this. So, bridging the gap between a tenant, right? And if you're a tenant and you're renting somewhere, you probably want to pay as little rent as possible, right? But that also might not be so bad for the landlord because if the rent is on the lower side, chances are the tenant's always going to pay the rent. So your risk becomes much lower. So we look at things like that and kind of bridge the gap between all the parties and put these deals together. Yeah, absolutely. And I love bridging that gap, how you create like a win-win-win scenario. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be a little bit more of an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? ClickUp.com. Have you ever used that? It's a really I haven't, but I've heard a lot about software. it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I being coming from a tech background, I've used every all the major project management softwares. What I like about ClickUp is, and especially if you're a CEO, and this is applicable to any kind of business, right? So ClickUp gives me the ability to operate multi, to manage multiple teams across multiple projects, all from one place, right? So anytime there's a deliverable, something, anytime there's a deliverable, there's a line item somewhere, right, in a department, and then each department has a has their folders and initiatives and lists, but somewhere there's a deliverable. It gets assigned to somebody. There's a due date. I get it. You can do that from any project management software. However, when you're doing something like, like for my case, where I'm managing a lot of projects all at once, sometimes 30 or 40 commercial real estate transactions, over 25 development deals, the stores that we actually manage retail operations for, right? It's a big organization. I have a lot of people, even my, my PR team, right? All of these initiatives, you need to keep track of them. So ClickUp, I've got everybody on there and I'm just tracking everything. I have a full picture of everything that I'm doing across the organization. I'm sure there's ways to do it better if you're a CEO of a startup company with under 25 employees, this is a fantastic way to go. Yeah, I appreciate you you know, sharing that. And so what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? This is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say you might give this advice to somebody who might be thinking of getting into commercial real estate, or if you are hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So if you're someone who's interested in getting into commercial real estate, A huge tip is that this is a very relationship-based business. It's not something where you can just start and become an overnight success. I spent years researching, training. I went through arguably the best investment sales training program in the world for commercial real estate, accelerated through that. I've had a lot of mentors along the way, 
I've spent years developing relationships with no paycheck coming from that, right? So it takes a lot and, and you should be mentally prepared for the amount of energy it's going to take to get the ball rolling on commercial real estate investment deals. And starting on a path as an agent is a great way to get started, right? So even though I came from a family that's been doing this for a long time, I started from scratch as an agent on the ground floor. Yeah. And if I read or I was listening to an interview with you, you you've had, I won't say every physician, but it sounds like you've really worked your way to, to have a really good awareness on the different aspects of commercial real estate and different positions and jobs. And I imagine responsibilities as well, too, that has armed you with the success that you've been able to have now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I made it from cold calling landlords on a sales floor working for commission only funding myself for doing that to being a multimillionaire commercial real estate investor in a very relatively short period of time. Yeah. But they, they always say, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and that's whole 10,000 hours principle. But the, the quote that kind of always comes to mind is the secret to the overnight success is it takes 10 or 20 years. And, and people don't see the behind the scenes, the work, the toil, the cold calls that you said, all those things that happen that lead to success. So I appreciate you for, for sharing that because I don't think a lot of times we hear the behind the scenes. We just see like the, the accolades and awesome things you've been able to do, but we haven't seen the journey that you've been able to go through. Oh, yeah. It's, it's full grind mode. And the tech background helps big time because if I have to do something, say like graphic design or code something on a website and it's going to, I need it in an hour. And if I assign it to one of my contractors, it's going to take them two to three business days. Guess what? I can just stop and get done myself and keep it moving. So that really helps me jump through hoops faster gives me a competitive edge. Yeah, absolutely. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Mike, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, it means being an inspiring leader and also means that I create the opportunity for those around me to thrive and reach their goals and provide for their families. No, Michael, I truly appreciate that definition and that perspective. And I think so many times I say we forget about the human aspect of business. And I love how you brought that home with the, with the family piece, because as much as what it is important, why we do it is probably even more important. Thanks, Gresh. Absolutely. Michael, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get all of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just plug my name into Google, or if you want to go to staxre.com, S-T-A-X-R-E.com, it's a great way to get in touch with us. If you are a tenant that or a uh, operator of retail properties and you're looking to expand, that's the type of person we would work with or the type of company that we would work with. We have a sale leaseback financing program that basically we fund you opening up more stores and help you cover the costs of getting your business set up by you signing a long-term lease and us bringing a landlord to the table and making it an investment property for that landlord. And this is very common, by the way. This is like how McDonald's, Walgreens, CVS, 7-Eleven, all these companies, that's how they build their real estate footprints. So we're making that more accessible to people and we have a great platform for doing it. If you're an investor looking at net lease properties, 
please, we'd encourage you to reach out. We have a lot of opportunities. We keep most of our deals off market as they're proprietary and highly coveted. And I, I would encourage anybody to reach out if you have any questions about triple net lease investments, especially when it comes to gas stations and convenience stores. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, truly appreciate that. We're, of course, going to have the links and information as well in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. So thank you so much, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Gresh. You too. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.